DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It is time to bring in Craig Bowlerjack. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Bowler, good morning. DJ, PK, how are you? Good. A lot of what has happened in this summer has been fairly predictable. I think most people, you included, expected Mike Conley would re-up. Maybe didn't know it for sure, but expected it. And it happened. But now there have been some other moves. Rudy Gay? Son Whiteside? What's the biggest surprise? Well, per reports, as I have to say, because I work for the Jazz, uh, I'm intrigued uh, with what the, the Jazz uh, have done. And it's all going to be okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're just going to stop right there, Bowler. Yeah. So were you listening when PK said that? Because I got to tell you, he just did a victory dance that I wish I didn't see. It was disgusting. No, you know, but intrigued honestly, is the word he went with, and now you've gone with it. And he figures yeah. if he if Bowler agrees with him, then it is time. I'm on the right side of history. Right. Exactly. It's time right, for a victory right. lap. Yeah. Those are all per reports, and I have to say that because again, tomorrow everything becomes official. But I am intrigued, PK. Right, DJ. <laughs> yes. I mean, we did know that Conley was the uh, was the target uh, to you know continue on the way uh, to stay healthy would be the most important issue uh, going forward. And hopefully, the Jazz have a plan in place. You can never predict injury, but I would hope uh, that Mike can stay as healthy as can be. Um, and then, of course, the other ones that uh, I, I think Rudy Gay. Uh, again, per reports, brings in uh, DJ and PK <clears throat> length, bench strength. Uh, I'm intrigued by that. Now, look, some of these players, except for Pascal, are are veterans in this league, right? Uh, and Pascal is another reported uh, free agent signing that's a great dear friend of Donovan Mitchell, and so that's that's good chemistry. But it's youth, right? Uh, so I'm intrigued. I think that the Jazz. You know, had a plan. Justin Zanuck said it himself. Uh, there's a plan in place. Can they go out and actually execute the plan? And I think overall, at this point in time, they're happy. I think they've beefed up their bench. They've given Quinn Snyder options uh, to allow them to play um, small ball if necessary against teams that are throwing different looks at the Jazz, as we saw during the playoffs. So, I'm excited. I mean, camp's just around the corner. And what is today? The 5th of, of August, preseason, probably underway. I haven't seen the schedule officially, but I believe about two months out. That's eight weeks, and we'll start to get some answers. Well, it's clear, DJ, listening to the esteemed Craig Bolajak, that, <laughs> that I really know my stuff. Obviously. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't think we can argue <laughs> on that. I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's almost like uh, the two are one mind. Two different hearts beating together as one mind in that response. Is there a song? Yeah, there that? is. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Well, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, and I'll sing it later if you want. Okay, uh, I, as we, we go, we go out, I would appreciate those tunes. <laughs> I'll tell you, and I got to be honest, there's a couple of guys that just in summer league that jumps and and you know continue could be a part of this of this roster as well. Trent Force, I think you know he was asked to organize and run an offense that was uh, his challenge. Uh, by uh, the summer league head coach Brian Bailey he said, "Look, I want to see him organized and run a, run a, run the show." And last night, I thought he played well. He didn't have to shoot and score a lot, even though he did have a double double. But 
you know, I like uh, the way he was distributing the ball and, and, um, yeah, I was, I was impressed with both he and Doak. I mean, those, both, both those guys showed they've been in the league. And I thought it, it they shined. I thought it, it, they proved that last night, especially the game. You know, the first night, DJ, you were on radio and, you know, you saw what I saw and, uh, I still thought they looked comfortable and, and forced looked really aggressively offensively. But last night he was more, uh, about, being a point guard and, and putting guys in the right place. And I thought he's been very impressive in the two games we've watched. So when I look at these acquisitions reported to be, we put it on a grading scale. And so I eliminate the D and F grades. Don't consider those. And then I go as far as being the intriguing aspect of it is that these acquisitions as a whole, not any individual, including Conley, in the return. So put them all together in a pot. And as I grade them, I think they can be... Why Why it's intriguing is because it could be average, so that would be a C. It could be above average, which would be a B. Or it could be excellent, which is an A. And I'm not sure, is it going to be A, B, or C? I've eliminated D or F. I don't think that it'll be bad, but they could be average, or it could be excellent, or anywhere in between, and that's why I'm intrigued. Oh, yeah, it's a good breakdown of A, B, and C. I mean, it it depends on do they truly fit the system, and do they buy in? Those are the things we don't know, right? If they do, that's an A grade. A B grade would be probably PK... Uh, to see them fit in, understand their role, accept the role in so-called limited minutes, but yet important minutes, right? And if they don't buy in and they just are here and they said, okay, it was a destination point, which I don't think it is. I really don't. I mean, again, we won't know until you get a chance to discuss and talk and, and, and see. Uh, you know, I think all of us kind of see body language and understand you know, how involved they want to be. But, you know, I, I think the days, honestly, of just saying, okay, um, I'm going to go and take take a contract and see where I can go from there. But I think the Quinn Snyder, the Donovan Mitchells, the Rudy Gobert's, the Dwayne Wade's, the new ownership group has a lot to do with the aggressive nature of uh, what the reported, you know, signings are. So, um I'm with you, PK. Uh, I think, you know, the grades, you can't grade yet. It's not fair. But, you know, you say A to C. Yeah. But you you got to hope it's in the B-plus range, right? For sure. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, achieve, yeah. To achieve the ultimate goal. Because you already know they've got A grades uh, with a couple of players that are starters, and they only make those other players better around them. There have been some whiffs and some off-season moves in previous years, and I realize, you know, there's been a change now. To what degree, you know, how much, how how different is it going to be? Because they did promote someone who was within the organization who had a say. He just didn't have the final say. So Jay-Z's calling the shots, not Dennis Lindsay. You know, the Jeff Green thing, that didn't work, and that's why they let him go, and they moved right. on real quick right. from that. And uh, Ed Davis was a guy that everyone liked, but again, sometimes time catches up. That's where I was going with this. I don't think they signed a Jeff Green. I'm not worried about that. And maybe that would be the exception to PK's, you know, ruling out the DNF. But the fact that Rudy Gay was in San Antonio for four years with Popovich, he's got to have a level of buy-in and commitment and professionalism and whatever other words you want to throw in there because... 
he lasted four years in the Spurs, and they wouldn't right. have put up with a lot of nonsense. So what I'm worried about with him, if it's really going to go south then, is what happened to Ed, where the Jazz bought in just as everything went away. You know, and when you can't move laterally and you can't jump anymore and things just, you know, at some point father time gets you, do you buy into that exact moment? Uh, mm-hmm. Rudy can sh- Rudy Gay can shoot it. He shot 38% from three. That's a good number. Three years ago, he shot 40%. That's a great number. But he's also well, had these 31 and 33% seasons in San Antonio from three. And maybe it's the players who are around him. And so, you know, well, playing off of Donovan and Mike, maybe it'll be different. But I guess those numbers, I look at them and think, well, why did that happen? Well, what, what intrigues me is space uh, in the respect of, of Clarkson and uh, Donovan, uh, Joe. Uh, those on the roster as we speak command respect. That's why the Jazz were, you know, on top of the heap shooting threes last year at 39%. And, you know, we know how many, they took, what, 47? Uh, I think I'm in the right ballpark, close to it. Um, and it's, it's, I think the system will only give Gay uh, opportunity uh, to, to show his skills. I mean, he will not be the most uh, sought after, uh, you know, they have, defense will have, defenses will have other worries. And so what I'm saying is he's going to have looks, open looks, and, you know, park yourself in the corner and get the job done. Um, but, you know, a lot of this is just to give the second unit uh, more viability and then also to allow teams to see different looks from the Utah Jazz. And everyone's going to have to buy into that as well. I mean, were the Jazz exposed somewhat against the Clippers? Yes, in some ways. The league has moved to six eight, six nine guys, six ten, And Rudy obviously does his job and does it well. But also there's times the teams try to throw different looks, and now Quinn has tools uh, reportedly that will give him uh, those options. And I think that's a, that's a great thing. In, in a Western conference, it's still PKDJ, in my mind, stays wide open. Uh, I mean, Chris Paul reportedly re-signs with Phoenix, and then you look at Jamal Murray with the ACL. You don't know what Kawhi's situation will be health-wise with a repaired ACL as well. Golden State's beefed up, um, and Portland is kind of still in that, you know, gray area, in my opinion. Dallas, yeah, I've always been, you know, respectful of what the Mavericks put on the floor. But uh, in San Antonio, let's be honest, as much as I, you know, uh, admire Popovich and his tenure and the way he coaches, you know, look, they've, they've got to retool here, right? they got some pieces uh, but they still have a, a ways to go, and they're taking a deep look at some players uh, right here in Salt Lake City. So for a team that's in the mix to win it all and the Jazz making moves to indicate that's what they believe, and we all believe it too, we'll see what happens. But with that in mind, it's hard for me to believe that a second-round pick can be in the rotation, but you think there's a shot with their draft pick, Butler? I absolutely do. I, I think he's a plug-in guy, PK. Look. You know, again, I have to say reportedly will be signed tomorrow, but if you look at his background and what he was able to accomplish to win an NCAA championship, it's impressive, first and foremost. Good three-point shooter. Um, he's, he's got handles. He is coachable. He's hungry. He's had to 
go through his own life's challenge reportedly again, you know, had the heart issue that was he knew about in college. I think teams backed off in the NBA. The Jazz decided to look, and the doctors gave him the green light to go. I was impressed with his, his talk uh, to the media just last week. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those roll the dice, and I, I wish for him nothing but great health. But I think that they're, everyone's comfortable with that. But what I've seen on tape, he, he's a player that could be literally a steal uh, going from trading you know, out of the 30 spot and grabbing him in the 40 position. Um, that, that could be one of the biggest coups of the 2021 draft. Again, only time will tell. But does he fit the system? Yes, I think he does. And I think the Jazz found themselves an incredible pick who many thought would be could have been lottery or uh, a mid uh, you know a mid to late first round pick and the Jazz pick him up at number forty so uh, those go you know what PK later in in like January when you want to start putting grades out right A B and C he's going to be part of that uh, that discussion uh, I truly believe that he has the ability to find minutes um, from the get go as a rookie. So, Bowler, what are your doubts about this team going forward? Because it does seem wide open. That means everybody's got a flaw somewhere. Otherwise, somebody would be a heavy favorite. Well, I'm not sure in the West, you know, is is, West, is Russell Westbrook the true fit and the true answer for LeBron's, you know, final run at, a, at another title. Um, you know, they've gathered a lot of veterans because they don't have a lot of money to spend. And so there's a lot of guys willing to put their hand up and say, hey, I'll give it a go at 36, 37 uh, under the league, you know, veterans minimum. So we'll see. We'll see how that one turns out. The Clippers, again, with Kawhi, uh, they need that piece to make a big run. The Jazz have every opportunity to be in the mix at the top of the heap, in my opinion. Look, Chris Paul had one of his greatest years at age 36, and he remained healthy throughout the playoffs, which usually that does not happen. If the Jazz were healthy, we will never know. But it still plays mind games of the what-if game. What if? Well, we may get another chance to to live it. Um, Will they be the best team in the NBA record-wise? Who knows? But I still think the whole bottom line to it, what I've learned, uh, in these in this in this postseason was you have to have your health. If you don't, one piece falls out, and teams become very fragile. Uh, and the Jazz know that as well as anybody. So, you know how you get through 82 games and how deep your team is and how well you're you've reloaded and the depth that you have at each position uh, is, is the most important thing in my in my opinion. I think the Jazz have helped themselves. I really do. On paper, the Lakers look dynamic, but I'm not sure if the chemistry will be there. I'm not sure if Westbrook will ever give the ball up to AD or LeBron. It could cause issues from the get-go. You know, it kind of travels with him, right? We know that. Is he a great one-on-one player? Absolutely. I'm not sure about the team concept. And playing with LeBron, you've got to be in tune. You've got to be special. Um, I'm not sure Damian Lillard and McCollum, they've, they've run this story before, and I guess they're going to run it again at the moment, but I like their backcourt, but yet again, it's the pieces you put around them. And I know it's got to be frustrating for Blazers fans because that's a a dynamic one-two punch uh, in Portland. But I think the Jazz have just as great of opportunity 
uh, to be in the uh, to be in the show. The big the big <laughs> the the Western Conference Finals is anybody. I really do. Uh, the East is loaded up. I tell you what, Chicago, Miami, New York. Um, wow, they made some big moves, and uh, the, I think the East is going to be uh, pretty difficult too this year. Are you going to Vegas? You know what? I'd like to go down and watch some games, but we're not. Bro- I'm not broadcasting, okay. but I still would like to go. I'm, I haven't decided yet. Um, I'm not sure what the mask up policy is down there, PK. But uh, if it's 117, it may be difficult. But uh, I would like to go. I, I think it's a great scene. It's a great place to go. Great place to be inside Thomas and Mac and Cox Pavilion. I love. I love summer league. So you think a mask in 117 degrees? That's a combination you want no part of, huh? Well, you know, I'm going to have to think about it, you know? <laughs> Sweating yeah, like on a hot summer day I think it's supposed to cool down to 108 on Monday, so that may, that may change my mind. Well, I was down there last week, and I had the mask and the, t- and the uh, tank top, so I looked fine. You look good, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the tank top, that's what it really is about. Right. And it was a long tank top, because that's all it was. Did you wear some of that white, uh, what do you call that? On your face for burning. Um, that yeah, oxide warmer. stuff? I tan warmer. naturally. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Obviously. Tan naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of the many gifts. <laughs> oh, DJ, what a fun <laughs> show. Are you okay over there? I burn naturally. <laughs> Leave me out in the sun for about 15 minutes. It's lobster time. Uh, You're lobster, uh, man. <laughs> yep. That's Swedish blood. I blame my grandmother. Yep. It's her yeah, fault. I've got one son who can walk outside and flash, just just tan and, and looks like he's been out for, for weeks and months. And then others, I don't know what happened. It's like it's like you. Burn. Yep. Burn. All right, Bowler. Well, you enjoy your eight weeks of downtime until uh, until the preseason kicks in. It won't be long now. Yeah, no, I'm excited. One more night of uh, Summer League tomorrow. Uh, I like the, the, the battle between Memphis and San Antonio, and then the, the late game is the Jazz going after each other, uh, the White and the uh, Blue squads. And if you get a chance, drop by 7 and 9 o'clock, uh, or 5 and 7, pardon me, I'm thinking in Eastern time, but 5 and 7. I had a good crowd last night. Um, and, um, I'm, again, anxious to see more of Doak. Uh, the big guy can play, and uh, I'm, I'm impressed with his ability to uh, throw up a little hook shot, and uh, his play at the rim is dynamic as well. So, again, we haven't seen much of him because of the, the ankle injury he had in the bubble last February, but I'm glad to see him on the floor and we get a taste of who he is and, and uh, why the Jazz drafted him. I got the white team favored by 16.5 points. 16.5? 16.5, yeah. Set the yeah, there's some talent there. There's no doubt. A little more depth. And those guys have all played together for a few years, too. It makes a difference. Well, it makes a big difference. DK, sing us out, man. Two hearts is one. What is that? <laughs> oh, <shoot>. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? The batteries run down? Problem, you just want to give a little tease, man. Yeah, it's DJ, a tease. That's, that's his new album Don't coming out. Don't you have any showmanship fall. ability in you? Two hearts believing in just one mind. You know we're two hearts believing in just one mind. Did you want me to go all the way? 
I wanted you. I've never heard you sing <laughs> Phil Collins before. I always thought it'd be in the air tonight, but if it's too hard, so be it. It's always in the air tonight with me. Hey, <laughs> oh, man. Bowler, good news. You get to escape. All right, I'm out. You got another half hour. Yep. Talk to you, Bowler. See you guys. Craig Bowler, Jack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, coming up, everything you missed in this show will get you up to speed. There's been a lot of college football today. Talk to Cam Miller if you missed his thoughts on the uh, NFL and what they're thinking of the Utes and the Cougars and uh, his perspective as a college football analyst on the league's the conference is realigning. We will get to all of that coming up. Kyle Whittingham on uh, camp. The Utes getting underway. It's all on the way. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON on your home of the the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Really good. Tavion Thomas is a great addition. He's out of shape, but he's 240 pounds and about 6'3", and, and uh, he probably needs to drop 15 pounds, but uh, he looked really good today. T.J. Pledger looked good. Chris Curry looked good. Makai Bernard looked good. And so uh, we think we've got a pretty good stable of backs to draw from. Kyle Whittingham complimented everybody. Can you say 15 and 0? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do that? Well, everybody's looking good. Cougar fans. Baby, you look good. Cougar fans appreciated that more than you fans. Ooh. Pinky's well, getting sarcastic. He's I'm getting a it. tweaker. That's true. I'm a midnight speaker. Easy. I get my loving on the run. Woo-hoo. So do you have takeaways from day one? With Kyle Whittingham? Best day one they've ever had. (laughs) A lot of guys were explosive. (laughs) That sounds like Todd Graham talking about Hawaii football. (laughs) I miss old Todd. Uh, uh, Tons of optimism, but I didn't need day one to to already know that. The the training camp, basically tell me who's going to be your starting quarterback. Uh, I believe that... Obviously, they'll have a starting running back, but they'll get they'll all get their chances unless whoever gets it runs away and hides. Yeah, Just but that's in the first here. game against Weber, so you know you're playing a level down. In which case, the second guy will get carries when you go to the twos anyway. If the number one guy dominates, well, and they'll blow the game. I, I think there'll be three number ones in the first game by design. And if it's not, the only thing the first game can show you is like uh, they're not good enough. The, the Portland, Portland State and BYU me, yeah. a few years ago yeah. when BYU was on their way to four right. and nine. That first game that was, was yeah, it was horrific. It yeah. was this is way too competitive. They look evenly matched. <laughs> I know. What I know. does that mean for the rest of well, the year? We found out what it meant. It meant disaster. So if they beat them fifty-two to seven, well, whoop de do. You know uh, that. We'll, we'll look to week two to BYU, and then we'll go from there. And uh, so my guess is that maybe it takes a little bit to settle on an, uh, a, a one back. But I think if you look at the history of Kyle, that's what he wants. That's what he's had. And he's had it in 
off the charts for many, many years. So why would this be different? Uh, and you look at even last year, Ty Jordan, they went into it with a combination. And you're thinking, SC, wow, man, this guy. And yeah, wow, this guy. That's <laughs> exactly what this guy was. Wow. Uh, and he showed it in limited ca- uh, carries. So maybe we'll see that. But he's naming four guys. They're not going to be four guys. Um, it'll be one or it'll be two. And you're right. He prefers one. Yeah. So, you know, this is the quarterback thing. If you got two, you don't have one because one hasn't separated. So if you got three and you're not sure. Yeah, the, the, the risky thing is with two, do you ham and egg it a little bit because one guy's a better pass blocker? But then when you use that guy, it's just tipping off the defense what's coming. Oh, this is a guy who runs inside. This is a guy who picks up blitzes. It's the same way with tight ends. You need to be all around. Otherwise, it, it tips people off as to what's coming. Yeah, but I mean, there's optimistic opt- optimism, and there should be. There's this this camp here. To finish my thought was show me quarterback. Who's the starting quarterback? And then everything else is like wait to the games. They're not going to hit the running back enough to find out who really runs violently and breaks tackles, gets yards after contact because they don't want to hit like that in camp because they don't want to get guys hurt. No, but you got to do some. They'll, they'll be physical to a degree. Uh, and if you really have four running backs, it sucks for the guy who gets hurt, but you still got three others. So they got to get hit to some degree. You can't just have touch football for three, four weeks in preparation for the first game. Big ding with Navy last year, they didn't tackle. Well, they didn't tackle in the first game either. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, that was a big, huge blowout, as we know. So yeah, they, I mean, he's been around enough. He knows what's uh, appropriate there and... Let's just get to the season. I'm not bored with training camp yet, but I'm also, it's hard for me to get excited from a personal standpoint because we were talking in the break that, you know, the days when I was a beat writer for the Watchdog uh, covering uh, all these schools, in particular, the last one I had was, you know, BYU. Back back when, they uh, they didn't have two days every day. But on those days, I would drive down to Provo every single day. I was doing the radio then, and there would be media availability. You could watch practice. Then sometimes in the afternoon, there's media availability, and you watch practice there. Well, they're allowing some limited viewing, and Utah's zero. And they're only having availability three times a week as opposed to every day. These guys got it made. These folks... These beat riders now, man, they can put their feet up. That's a total relaxation. At the same time, it makes it harder because they still expect the same amount of copy. And so that just means you got to scramble. And they're only 10 minutes. I mean, they must have put in their 20 times in their things, 10 minutes of media availability. And we're out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and I know I'm an old-timer well, that way. I can say the 10 minutes of media availability is all relative. It is. Like. It stretches beyond that. But you used to just be able to hang out. Is, don't lock guys down for 45 minutes. They got stuff to get to. Get on. And I used to be able to talk to guys. They would linger out there. Well, Especially this time of year because they didn't have the class or whatever to run to. I think whatever the rule is, the rule is set there. So if they need to enforce it, they can. Yeah. But the people who want to hang out, hang out. And the people who don't, go in. It's just harder. Well, yeah, but it, but now too that you're going into a room or whatnot, and you're not all at the at the practice field. You're secluded until you meet up with them. 
it's so much harder to get a feel to the point I'm making is, but we'll all get the feel for it. We'll see it in the games. But you don't have as much firsthand through your own uh, connections and eyes as you used to. So we got to get through training camp and get to games, and then we'll be able to see. Everything will be shown out and played out on the floor, or on the field, I should say. And so we'll see all that. And I'm already eager for the start of games. And we don't even get to see any scrimmages either. No no training camp fights. Ah, oh, that I won't miss. Oh, I'd love to see it. Why? Because it it's, was it was part of the deal. It it's was entertaining. The, it, it's the whole thing. It's it's hot. It's you didn't make a big deal. It was no big deal. I'm not saying that, but you knew it was coming. When it was going to come? Who's going to smack somebody else around? Hey, knock it off! Blah blah blah. It was it was the ritual that I grew up on in the business. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that part's true because it was a ritual. Yeah, and I always thought, well, who's going to break their hand hitting somebody in the helmet in a stupid training camp fight? Oh, it hardly ever happened. But when it does, but but it was just part of the deal. It was the, like the Giants accepted. just had it. Yeah, I know, and they made the a Giants, big deal about it. And then the coach made him run hundred yard gas. Quarterback was you don't want the quarterback involved, right? And, yeah, but, when your quarterback ends up at the bottom of the pile. But it was it it was part. You know, it's coming, and it's like okay, we got to deal with it. Separated. It. It's why they hug and shake hands after every practice. The offense and the defense. Just seeing that, not seeing that, I'll miss. Uh, just little things. There was uh, Troy Taylor a couple years back when he was coordinator. There's a kid went out for pass, and he was lazy. And Troy just lit into him and just let him know, you'll never see the field again, son, if you do that. Just little stuff. It's not. It's nothing that you blow up and make a big deal about it. It's just part of the three, four weeks of training camp. And I actually miss not seeing it and not being around that. But that's what they've chosen to do. And maybe some of it is COVID. And I certainly understand and respect that. And I'm not a beat guy anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter to me as much. But it's part of the the deal in August. You're out there sweating, uh, standing like for Utah. You got to stand on the dirt. Because they practice at the baseball, <laughs> baseball field, field, you know? Yep. So you'd stand like where the shortstop would be. And if you went on the grass, get off the grass, you know? <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Just stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Well, the fact that it's uh, every other day now, that's got to appeal to Jay Drew because he told us he moved up to Davis County to be near the grandkids and doubled his commute to Provo. So Plus, BYU's having some Zoom on those times, too. They're not even having all yeah, three times. Half and they're half. going Zoom. So that's going to that's called you know the, the bird rights. This is the Drew rights. <laughs> <laughs> the Drew schedule. Yeah, so he can do it on Zoom, which BYU probably is smart to do that because of the situation of so many folks coming down, and sometimes things happen for TV stations and whatnot. You can't get down. So actually, for them going Zoom. It absolutely makes total sense because I think they can get more bang for the buck that way. Because obviously, just doing Zoom, you're going to be able to do other stuff. When you cover BYU from a Salt Lake perspective, you're taking two hours out of your day and just commute time. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And you can get stuck. You probably have. Something happens on the freeway, it ends up being more than two hours. Oh, yeah. I've uh, missed a practice or two because there was an accident. Whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's smart for BYU to do that because of just the physical distance that a lot of folks have to cover. 
A lot of college football. We talked with Cam Malore, college football analyst, creative director for the Pro Football Network. He did uh, spot a couple of Cougars he thinks will be drafted. He's high on Algier. Uh, but he said the haul like they had last year, uh, they got to build up to that. That number was a little off the charts. He needs some guys to emerge. They're not without NFL talent, but they well, don't have the as much as they did. Well, it's the same thing with the Utes a couple years ago. Right. How many times is your freaking entire secondary going to play in the NFL? The entire <laughs> secondary. Yep. You're going to have to build awesome. back up to it. And then that's fine. And I think, I think for the Utes, they caught a little bit of a break with the COVID thing last year because those kids got five games of experience in film and whatnot, and it didn't really even count. It's like a redshirt year. Nobody, yeah, it literally didn't count uh, as far as their eligibility. And then at the same time, it didn't really count as a season. Who the Utes went three and two. Good was no season, bad season, bad. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know nope. anything there. He spotlighted Devin Lloyd. He said second day guy, which means second or third round in the NFL draft. Lloyd you know, minimum, maybe that's higher. What, that's what he said. You know, got to see how it plan, pans out. And guys, right now, will who are projected as first rounders won't play that well, or might get hurt and have their stock go down. So well, it's time I, for it to move. I'm not going to put a limit on Derek uh, Devin, Devin Lloyd's uh, draftability because he could have a monster season. He's already the the measurables as they talk about. Check, 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 check. It already fits. We spent a lot of time talking about the Jazz, their offseason moves, how fired up people are. Warriors, uh, Eric Pascal traded to the Jazz for a future second-round pick. None of this stuff can become official until tomorrow. But uh, we see guys like Butler. They had him. Uh, he's at the games, at the Summer League games, but he stands off to the side and he dribbles. He looks like he wants to run out on the court and play. But Is he, he talking or is he shutting up and dribbling? Ah, I don't know. It was a big wide shot. There was nobody near him, so I guess he was quiet. I don't think he would have been talking to anybody. So he be shutting up and dribbling. I guess. The video on, uh, on Twitter was him standing in the corner court dribbling, and all the guys were going over towards the hoop, and he was way off towards the corner. I don't think there's anybody around him. But he did look like he wanted to get out there and play. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. It's what he does. Get on with it. Let's go. Players want to play. But he can't. Not yet. All right, DJ and PK, your feedback coming up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. PK, ESPN doesn't trust you. (laughs) And I'm like the most trustworthy guy you know. Feedback of the day brought to you by Ochre Mountain Pharmacy. Quit spending time sorting pills. Call Ochre Mountain Pharmacy today and have them sort and deliver your custom prescription blister packs free of charge. Call them at 801-252-1000. That's Ochre Mountain Pharmacy. What you have to say about today's show, Hans Olsen, H-A-N-D-S, parody account, with Conley Stane, we're going to need a backup for the backup. Yeah, that was Joe. Well, what do they do with this Butler kid? What about Mitchell? Do they even bring in somebody else? So what do we think about, uh, what's his face, Forrest? Forrest. They're starting to run out of roster spots. They could carry. Yeah, you can only have so many guys. They (laughs) could carry Butler and Forrest, but uh, there's a math problem. We can do that another day. And don't they usually drop down one to keep one open in case they see something that they they like? Yeah. They usually do. They might carry 14 instead of 15. Yeah. So they'll have to decide there. 
It doesn't seem like they're letting Butler go. They're not going to let Butler go to carry 14. Is there in the, in the second round pick that they've pumped up more? There is probably a way to keep. Or we've pumped up more? To keep Butler and Forrest. It seems like they could keep Butler and let Forrest go. That might be the way to bet right now. I don't have any inside info on that, but they didn't go get Butler and, like you say, pump him up to let him go. No, and they've got time to sort this stuff out. They do. I mean, let's see Butler get on the floor for a minute or two, see what he's got, and then they'll have training camp, and they'll have pre. Are they going to still have the? Uh, what do they have? Six preseason games. No, they've been cutting. Well, I don't know but what no, they'll it do. Used to be eight, and then they cut it down to six. Yeah, it, but I haven't seen anything on it. I don't know what they're doing this year, and we'll see if it gets cut down more. So let's see what they got a little bit here. But it's a good problem to have if you end up thinking, man, it's a hard cut. Wouldn't you want that? The the Clippers had a hard cut, and they let some guy named Joe Ingles go. Oops. Richard says, I was pretty upset over the favors move, but I will say the Jazz front office has started to redeem themselves to me. (laughs) Favors was sitting on the bench with a heat pack on trying to stay loose. Some days, he clearly didn't move that well, and asked about it, he would say, yes, some days it just doesn't feel right. He's in his 30s, and his back is a problem, and he's clearly not as athletic as he was. I get you like him, and you don't like the fact that he's gone, but how else was that going to play out? Well, I'm... NBA guys financial with heat, relief they needed. Yeah, NBA, yeah, right. And NBA guys with heat packs on their back over on the sideline... I mean, how does that work usually? Well, like it just did. Do you plug it in? <laughs> okay. Or I don't know specifically how the heat pack does work. I know how Greg, an ice pack works. Greg says Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, BYU, Boise State, San Diego State, Kansas, and Iowa State should start the FU conference. Frequently underestimated. Probably they, not what they're going to call it. Probably not. Seems unlikely. <laughs> get him some free pub, though. Get a lot of mentions. Yeah, we didn't even have, when we were adding those schools to get to 12, we didn't think West. No. In addition to BYU. No, but I think the success Central Florida has had on the field and that Florida is such a hotbed for talent. Oh, it speaks for people itself. People looking more East than West. I think BYU would clearly be the westernmost school that they would be interested in, and I think they know it would make them more money to have one or two schools in the West because then you got night games. Really, you ought to have two because you can only be home half the time. So those other weeks, if you're going to provide a night game in your TV contract, you're going to need a second team. And then you're going to have to schedule them carefully so they're home on alternating weeks. Uh, Yeah, I understand that, but why can't those teams play at 8.30 local time? Those teams, like Oklahoma State, the well, because it's nine thirty their local time. To be no, there. no, I'm saying their local time, not our local time. Well, because local the time. the third game of the day isn't finished yet. I mean, they could play, but they've got the four windows, you know. And on our time, it starts at ten, and then there's a game at one thirty, and a game at five, and a game at eight thirty. So if they start at seven thirty their time, that third game isn't done yet. Not seven thirty. Eight thirty their time, seven thirty <laughs> our time. The game isn't done yet. Well, move it up a half hour. I mean, it's not cut in stone. But what do I know about TV? 
All right, there you go. That's your feedback. Yak, you get any open mics you want to share? I played the one I had. Okay. Anything you missed in this show, dial it up at 1280thezone.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Google Play, Apple, whatever. It's everywhere. The whole show is there. Enjoy it. Coming up next, Hans and Scotty, and we will see you tomorrow.